The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out Head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll Featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator this item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Happy Easter! Says who? Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I had a good job until my boss accused me of stealing. I better call Saul! I was out partying, minding my own business. You are under arrest. I'd better call Saul. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. And that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque. Better call Saul. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. Says who? We're like the stupid people. God damn it! From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 29, 2018, and it is like 72 degrees outside, which is so weird. Wrong. This is the Bob Zesky Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob. Hi, how are you? How you doing? Hello, Bob. Hi. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you today by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. That's at TheBowenLawGroup.com. And, you know, I don't know if he's taking new clients, but maybe uh, Michael Cohen needs a new lawyer. Says who? Yeah, I did. I said. I said. <laughs> Boy, these are the dumbest Dumbest, dumbest crooks in the history of crooks, are they not? Jody Hamilton's here, by the way. Hi, Jody. Hello, Bob. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, everyone surrounding Trump, including Trump himself, are easily the dumbest criminals in the history of dumb criminals. Uh, they are. I mean, I don't know. Is it is it possible that someone could? Uh, oh wait, they do. Trump finally found a new lawyer. And I don't know who this guy is. He's like a small town lawyer from Georgia. Basically, Donald Trump has had to go through the entire talent pool of lawyers, called every single one, <laughs> and he's landed on the last one on the list, apparently, who's finally decided to uh, represent Donald Trump for free, not voluntarily. Of course, Donald Trump pays nobody. So this guy is stupidly uh, agreed to represent... <laughs> Donald Trump in the Robert Mueller case in the uh, against the, the special counsel against this massive team of untouchables with some guy from Mayberry. I, I think that's the 
ultimately where uh, this guy comes from. He's, yes, he's Andy Griffith's lawyer from Maybach. No, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's even true. But uh, this is, this is, this is who he's got to represent him. And, and to me, this is so much fun. And, and again, I go back to my statement from a couple of weeks ago. I reference back to my statement of a couple of weeks ago. I wish we weren't in such horrendous danger. Otherwise, yeah. this would be so fun, wouldn't it? It would. It, 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 that's the problem is it's just it's so frightening. I mean, thank again. I've said this on a number of occasions myself. Thank God he's not Frank Underwood. Thank God he's not smart. <laughs> yeah. You know, and good at this job. And, and, and because he's bumbling, we're we're getting lucky right every move he makes and this is what's so fun about it every move he makes makes things worse for trump it's just the ongoing yeah. every day that goes by proves my theory that everything trump does makes things worse for trump uh like we're gonna get back into the whole lawyer thing but i do want to mention uh one little bit here before we uh dig into uh russia and Mueller and manafort and gates and vanders I don't know what He's the Vanders won and then um, and and all that that fun stuff. Trump Donald Trump doesn't understand the mail, Jody Hamilton. He doesn't seem <laughs> to under, understand how the post office works. And yeah. you know, I mean, remember in uh, 1992 when George H. W. Bush was running for re-election against uh, Bill Clinton, and for a second, for just like a second. George H.W. Bush appeared to be stymied by the automated checkout scanner thing. That yes, because he hadn't done that in forever, I would imagine. Right, right. So he's completely baffled by this, but it was only a second, and he was like, right. I think he was playing it up a little bit for politics and going, oh, this is fascinating technology. I'm so glad that we have this. It was like a nothing thing. It was like Howard Dean and going, yeah! For just a second, and everything blew up in his face. His whole political right. career ended. That was the end of the George H. If George H. W. Bush lost re-election for a couple of reasons, because he didn't know what the checkout scanner was, and because he checked his watch during a town hall debate. He checked oh, yeah. his watch. Mm -hmm. Jody, Donald Trump doesn't understand the mail. He, <laughs> he said today uh, on Twitter... I have stated my concerns with Amazon because he's now talking about just targeting Amazon with new taxes. Like the only Republican on the fucking planet who wants to raise corporate taxes. And, and then everyone's going, yay, okay, hooray, let's support Donald Trump and raising taxes, I think. Uh, so he said here today, I've stated my concerns with Amazon long before the election. Unlike others, they pay little or no taxes to state and local governments, use our postal system as their delivery boy, causing tremendous loss to the U.S., and are putting many thousands of retailers out of business. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, it's stupid, stupid. Idiot. Uh, so he's Amazon's helping to keep the U.S. Postal Service alive. Yes. No shit. They've added Sunday delivery because of yeah. all the business they're getting from Amazon, which is actually 
causing uh, not tremendous loss to the U.S., but this is actually a gain to the U.S. insofar as I think the U.S. government still has a financial stake in the U.S. Postal Service. It's not entirely a a government-run agency, but I do believe, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I do believe that the American government does profit a bit from the uh, success of the U.S. Postal Service, but mostly uh, this is a a benefit to the, the postal system, as Donald Trump calls it, where he doesn't understand that, you know what, we pay money you know whether by putting a stamp on an envelope or by paying with a i don't know an atm card in exchange for them taking our letters and packages and moving them from one part of the country to another part of the country this is how the mail system works and if amazon pays the postal service to take their packages from one part of the country to another part of the country well that's how i just it's (laughs) It seems so stupid to be reiterating this. It seems so stupid to be going over and over this like as if it's something that that needs to be explained. And right. and our idiot president and all of his idiot, idiot followers seem to think that this is something that we need to let's brr, let's you know all those <laughs> 62 million Trump voters were like oh. Amazon's taking our postal system away from us. I mean, it, what jobs uh, FedEx jobs? I mean, what is he I it, I'm stymied. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what any of this is. I, I think it, well, ultimately I do know. It has to do with the Washington Post because Amazon, right. in addition to owning uh, Whole Foods, uh, in addition to uh, having a, a, basically a stranglehold on buying things. Uh, and, and you know what? I have a whole speech about Amazon. And obviously I collect some money from Amazon every month. Thanks to you right. uh, all shopping on your uh, computers through our Amazon link. Uh, so I do have a stake in the success and or failure of, of Amazon.com. But but Donald Trump's all about going after the Washington Post here. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you might think about Amazon.com, there is... And this goes back to my this goes back to my speech about Amazon.com. I think Amazon.com is just is just doing what it does. And the the reason why we're seeing a decline in the retail industry, actual brick and mortar retail stores, is yeah. not just because of Amazon. I no. think the death of brick and mortar retail has to do with shitty brick and mortar retail. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, Walmart started killing mom and pop stores years ago. Yes. Um, and I mean, there's a store not too far from me. I literally can walk there. And I'm like, oh, why don't you do it online? Because I don't like shopping. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's the, I, the internet was invented for people like me that don't like the mall and don't mm-hmm. like shopping outside except for hardware stores. I don't know why I love them. But um <laughs> Uh, it, it, for me, I love that. And other people like going out and shopping and, and the brick and mortar boys and girls out there, my view is have both a brick and mortar. If you can afford the rent, do that. And then also have an online presence. So basically your store is also your shipping facility. I mean, there's ways to keep those businesses alive and have a, you know, foot traffic. Yeah. It's very simple. I mean, if you want to compete with amazon.com, make life easier for your customers, not more difficult. All mm-hmm. I have found in the in, in the age of Amazon now is that retailers are becoming 
crappier and crappier. I mean, it's it was mm-hmm. I've been I was too, and in fact, I raved out about this on the uh, uh, after party last week with Jen Kirkman and, and Kimberly Johnson. I, I just I went off on on brick and mortar retailers because they're just all turning into the sad mall. They you walk in there, and not only does it. It smell. I don't know. Everything smells like formaldehyde. I walk into a Walmart and it just smells like formaldehyde for some reason. And <laughs> okay. and the, the lighting, they've got this horrendous uh, fluorescent lighting in there that makes you just Im- immediately want to run screaming out of the building. Things aren't in stock. Things are in disarray. Mm-hmm. Finding a helpful customer service representative, finding some employee to help you out to find something in this, I don't know, this department store that's the size of Rhode Island uh, right. is, is nearly impossible. I mean, basically what they do, you ask someone for help and they stand there with you looking at the shelf that you've been standing in front of already for the previous five or 10 minutes. And they're like, oh, hey, do you do you have this in stock? And they just stand there and go, hmm, I don't see it here. Well, yeah, thanks, Sherlock. You've helped me a lot. And this is why this is one of the reasons why uh, brick and mortar retail is dying. And it's Mm -hmm. not just because of Amazon dominating. And and I know it's it's almost impossible to fight a retailer that you can shop with uh, in your underpants, you know, in the middle of the night, sitting in your bedroom uh, with your, you know, squatting in a tub full of tapioca and and rubber pants down around your ankles. I mean, it's just like okay, you know, I, I need to start shopping like you do. <laughs> did did I do I do that? Did I do I shop like that? I'm not that sure. That was that was out that was your outside voice, Bob. I'm saying that Trump maybe shops like that. Is what <laughs> maybe I'm suggesting. Could be fake news, might not be fake news. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's hard to compete with that. But if you if you offer shitty services, you're, you're handing the victory over to Amazon. You're not helping yourself. Now, there are stores, and I don't want to name names because they're not paying me, but there are stores out there that are doing it right. And it's not right. that difficult to find the winning business model to compete with amazon.com it's not that hard anyway so what we're looking at here with donald trump is uh, he doesn't like what the washington post says about him so he's going after amazon.com and and punishing them with taxes there is nothing policy wise that supports this position that he's taken this is nothing but donald trump using the federal government as a as a cudgel to seek revenge against one of his enemies that's entirely well, what also his argue his other argument is it's it's close down a bunch of people's malls that are friends of his that are real estate developers therefore oh, their rents are going down yada 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 yeah yeah well you know whatever uh, it's you know if that's what he's doing that's also that's also not on the level either and nothing donald trump right. does is on the level i mean let's let's be perfectly clear about this and that leads us to our, our good friend michael cohen says who michael cohen says who? I can't not say that. I can't. uh, Every time I hear his name or George Papadopoulos, I have to say Papadopoulos. (laughs) And um, and then I I hear Michael Cohen says who? Says who? Yeah, I, I drive everyone nuts around me, and by everyone I mean Kimberly A. Johnson. I just like every time <laughs> Michael Cohen comes up on B roll, says who? I'm saying says who? Says who? Says who? Yeah. Says who? And and she's actually now gotten to the point where she's preempting me, so she doesn't have to hear me say it. So Michael Cohen will appear on the Rachel Maddow show in B roll or whatever, as as Rachel's describing how ridiculously stupid Michael Cohen is. Says who? But before I say says who, Kimberly's got to jump in and go says who to you know exactly with Papadopoulos yesterday. I was listening to Stephanie's show and she kept saying Papadopoulos so I'm out loud washing dishes saying Papadopoulos and Papadopoulos. Lonnie's looking at me like is she having a stroke 
<laughs> That's right. That's right. But you can, I mean, anything that you can come up with to help you survive this madness is is okay True. with me. And for me, it's saying says who a lot, right? So what can I say? I'm with you, man. I support it. So Michael Cohen, who is Trump's personal lawyer, has his own lawyer now, David Schwartz, who just made things way worse for Michael Cohen. And I just wonder says who? I sorry, I had to do it. Uh, I I just wonder if they're doing this deliberately at this point. Remember that uh, Richard Pryor movie called Brewster's Millions, where he deliberately yes, we saw the original the other night. In this movie. The entire idea is that he has to spend all of this money just before, what was it, before a certain deadline in order for him to inherit even more money. But everyone's looking at him wondering, like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you just wasting all of this cash? And, And that's what I'm thinking when I'm looking at these guys. What do they even realize? How does Trump realize how much jeopardy he is in at this point. Now, not just with Robert Mueller, and the jeopardy grows greater and greater and greater, leading me to believe that Mueller could go at any second. Like, Trump could fire Robert Mueller at any minute now. And then also with this Stormy Daniels business, where Donald Trump has basically taken an extramarital affair and elevated it into all kinds of intrigue and and malfeasance and corruption and misuse of cash. and, And to the point now... Where Michael Cohen says who could end up getting disbarred? I know Be- because because his stupid fucking lawyer goes on television and says, "Yeah, Donald Trump didn't even know about any of this. Donald Trump was unaware of right. this agreement, and and that's why the blank what, David Dennison, <laughs> stupid. You know, we we now have a president who has at least three pseudonyms. Three, yeah. There was the the publicist, yeah, and John, like John, two publicists, yeah, Miller. John, John, yeah, Jason Miller, is it? Or John Miller? Yeah. John Miller? Jo- John Barron is in another one. And, yeah, and it's da- another one, yeah. And, and David Dennison. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, that's we, we have the, pro- the first president who has, like, criminal aliases. That's just so, I mean, that you can start building there. You can, you know what? And I was just saying last night, I was just, you know, looking at uh, B-roll of Trump yesterday over news about him talking about how uh, uh, Joe DeGeneva was disheveled looking in the meeting with in the Oval Office when they finally met. And <laughs> Trump's going, oh, geez, I don't want this guy. He's too disheveled looking. Well, in the meantime, they're showing images on MSNBC of Trump with his hair all over the place, right? So I'm going, right. I, I'm going, you know, I still can't get past his hair like this guy's judgment is so fucked up that he looks in the mirror every morning and goes yeah it looks pretty good it works <laughs> this is okay i can walk outside i can go in public like this um oh, yeah. i don't even know how i got off on that but but <laughs> suffice to say you know this guy uh david schwartz <laughs> appeared on a bunch of shows this morning and said that that first of all that, that trump was unaware of what was going on then he said that, uh, where's this quote? Trump, yeah, he said Trump was not aware of any of it, wasn't told about it. Uh, Michael Cohen left the option open. That's why he left that signature line, the option open to go to him. He chose not to. He chose to bind the LLC, EC LLC, and Stormy, that's Essential Consultants LLC, and Stormy Daniels into the contract. And and that, of course, could get Michael Cohen disbarred. You can't enter into an agreement in someone else's name, and they don't even have any clue of what you're doing. Well, which, there's that. And then also, Michael Cohen didn't sign it, did he? I, I think Cohen signed it. I, I'm, I'm fairly I've seen sure. just a blank. I've just seen the blank David Dennison 
thing and then her signature, but I haven't seen anybody else's signature on that. Oh, unless I'm not seeing any seeing something that is there. But from what I gather, it was the Denison didn't sign, but she did with her real name. Yeah. I mean, um, I, could, I could be mistaken. I mean, I, I know that David Denison, Trump, didn't sign it. Uh, and I know that Stormy signed it. I seem to remember that Michael Cohen did sign. That's just, I mean, I'm not, now I'm doubting myself. I'm not sure whether or not he actually did. So I have the Google machine. I'll see what I can find. Yeah, see if you can dig that up. Uh, but the other thing he said here that was fascinating to see, the, the flagrant lie in all of this is Michael Cohen's lawyer denied the existence of an attorney-client relationship between Michael Cohen and Donald Trump in the Stormy Daniels matter. Uh-huh. He said there's no attorney-client linkage between these two people, my client, uh, Michael Cohen, and the president, Donald Trump. But of course, all we have to do is go back to Michael Cohen's quote in Vanity Fair, where he said, what I did defensively, and I've been beating this drum, this is something that they actually brought up in 60 Minutes, uh, in the 60 Minutes interview with Stormy Daniels, and I was so glad they covered this and made sure to mention this, because to me, this is the centerpiece of Michael Cohen's guilt in all of this, Trump's guilt in all of this, and it, of course, lends way more credibility to Stormy Daniels, too. He said here, Michael Cohen told uh, Vanity Fair, what I did defensively for my personal client and my friend, and again, I underscore my personal client and my friend, is what attorneys do for their high-profile clients. (laughs) Clients. Jesus. I would have done it in 2006. I would have done it in 2011. I truly care about him and the family more than just as an employee and as an attorney. That was Michael Cohen completely contradicting what his lawyer said on uh, on television today. That's the latest with all of that shit. On top of the fact that Stormy Daniels is now suing uh, mm-hmm. Michael Cohen for <laughs> defamation. Says who? The greatest part about all of this is not just that there's a lawsuit, not just that Trump had uh, you know this affair that he's denying, and then there was this uh, hush money paid. It's just that I, I love the fact that you know the entire Trump presidency could reasonably collapse mm-hmm. because of Stormy Daniels. Yes. Because this is a case right now that could land Trump in an impeachment scenario uh, just the same way it landed Bill Clinton in an impeachment scenario because mm-hmm. of the perjury. And if they actually get, and one of their, I don't know if they're, they've received any word about this, but if they get the go-ahead from the judge to uh, depose uh, Donald Trump, you know he's going to lie his ass off in that deposition. Of course. And that's going to lead to perjury. And then, I mean, who knows how far this goes? I mean, everything that Trump does makes things worse for Trump. There could be an entire rest of an iceberg floating around, just like the Russia attack, where we're only seeing one part of the iceberg, but there's a whole lot more sitting under the surface of the water. That could be the exact same situation with with Michael Cohen and now this lawyer, David Schwartz, and Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels and Michael, am I saying it right, Avenatti, Avenetti? I forget. And, and so, you know, you, you combine all of this, Jody, with the fact that Trump's friends are advising him that he doesn't need advisors. I know. <laughs> that, that he should go without any expert advice on anything. And I'm going... With friends like that, who needs enemies? Yeah, absolutely. 
if anyone needs advisors, if anyone needs people telling him the smart things to do, it's Donald Trump. But even when he had advisors, they weren't telling him necessarily the smarter things to do. I guess year one, uh, Trump advisors, the, the first year of people, which he's now busily firing, were right. all people who were at least trying to give him reasonable adult advice and which Donald Trump perceives as being bad advice. This is the upside down backwards world of Donald Trump where he just doesn't understand right from wrong. He doesn't understand smart from stupid. He just thinks whatever pops into his head has got to be right. And right. he surrounds himself with people who are similar to that, who like like Michael Cohen. Says who? Michael Cohen. Says who? Yeah, exactly. Thinks he, everything he says and does is the correct thing. He's so foolhardy that way, he right. just doesn't understand that it's dumb, 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 da dumb. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to really enjoy watching the, uh, the White House entirely collapse when Donald Trump becomes his own chief of staff uh, after eventually firing John Kelly. Although I do... I still do have a theory, and I'm sticking with this theory to the, at this point, is that my, John Kelly hasn't been fired yet because I think John Kelly has threatened Donald Trump. He says, you fire me, I'm going to blab about X, Y, and Z, which right. is why John Kelly is still keeping his job, don't you think? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I so, think you're right. So meanwhile, uh, this is something that is, uh, is well, something we're at least going to hear about for uh, at least the next few weeks, which is that... Well, it starts with Laura Ingram being an asshole, which we didn't really... <laughs> I didn't need confirmation on that. Yeah, exactly. We didn't need uh, any further evidence of, of that fact. But she went ahead and she tweeted something that was just absolutely atrocious about... Jeez. It's because he didn't get into some colleges. Yeah, yeah. It was like, like accused him of whining about it and so on. Dinged by UCLA with a 4.1 GPA. Totally predictable giving acceptance rates. Ingram added. It's just basically attacking a child who is the right. survivor of a gun massacre for God's sake. You know, I said, who's next? Like leukemia kids, amputees. <laughs> I mean, who are you going right. after next, Laura Ingram? But of course, now David Hogg is launching an advertiser boycott of the, uh, the Ingram factor or whatever the hell it's called. What is her show All called? Right, so hold on. Before you keep going, okay. I have the um, NDA in front of me. Okay. And the only person that actually signed it was Stephanie Clifford. Mm -hmm. And ECLLC did their initials on it on behalf of David Dennison, which again, not how you're supposed to do it. And it, oh, the only thing that Essential Consultants LLC is is where you mail any information to based on this NDA. Yeah. It's not the person. That's where you mail David Dennison what you want. Right. Um, so EC did the, the initials, but again, EC never signed it. So initializing it, doesn't mean you've signed anything. So EC, it's literally EC. Those are the initials uh -huh. in the signature line. Mm. For essential consultants is not even on the signature line. No, it's just in, you know, when you look through any legal documents, you have to initial the bottom of each page yeah, yeah. to acknowledge that you've read that page. Yeah, exactly. That's all that they have is EC initializing, but that doesn't, it's not a signature. Oh, good Lord. Oh so my they God, didn't sign it. So there is no way to enforce this NDA when nobody has signed it. There is, um, yeah, uh, her attorney signed it. Yeah. I, She's, yeah. Oh, no, there is an attorney for DD, Essential Consultants, Nochital uh, D. I don't know, I can't. No, it's Michael Cohen. I guess he signed it, but. Did, okay. Is it, is, I but mean, just as his attorney. So, I mean, but as long as Michael Cohen signed it, that's what's, that's what's important here to the discussion. 
since uh, since that that makes Michael Cohen entering into basically that shows Michael Cohen entered into this agreement with Stormy Daniels and and still could uphold the notion that David Dennis and Donald Trump didn't have any knowledge of this whatsoever, which is, again, grounds for disbarment. Like I'm, I'm Michael right. Cohen, Donald Trump could lose really one of his only remaining legal allies in all of this. I mean, he's got some people who are clinging on and, and doing uh, basically nominal legal work for Donald Trump mm-hmm. at this point. He's got a new guy coming in from Mayberry. And then he's got <laughs> Michael Cohen, who could end up getting disbarred and no longer able to represent Donald Trump anymore. Maybe as some sort of outside independent con- uh, consultant who's not a lawyer, but he's but he cannot legally represent Trump anymore. Well, And what Michael Cohen, this is interesting because he signs it as the attorney for and then scratches out D.D., yeah. And puts in Essential Consultants LLC, which all the initials were for DD and not Essential co- Consultants. It's very interesting. This is this is an unenforceable NDAs, as far as this legal mind can tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly <laughs> seems like it, and and not surprisingly yeah. at all uh, that they're <laughs> that they botched something as simple as that. You know, maybe it was a, they were in a rush right before the. Uh, Right before the election or something, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's one thing to bear in mind is they thought that they were probably lose at that point mm-hmm. when this was signed and everything. So maybe this mm-hmm. was in preparation for what would happen after Donald Trump lost the election. But it really doesn't matter because you know she ended up going after him anyway, uh, which is all good. It goes back to my original thesis: is no matter whether Stormy is telling the truth or not, and and there's a 99 percent chance, as far as I'm concerned, that she is telling the truth, especially since Michael Cohen admitted it. But whether or not she's telling the truth, you could say, well, she's lying. But that, of course, that would be inaccurate. Nevertheless, what they are doing is beautifully trolling Donald Trump. I mean, I I can't help but to support anything that makes Donald Trump's life more miserable. I mean, this guy... Well, have you noticed he doesn't tweet about her or Karen McDougal or Vladimir Putin? Yeah. Well, he hasn't really tweeted any, like, desperately incendiary tweets lately. I mean, it's actually been... We're coming up on two weeks since the last time Donald Trump really raved out on Twitter before he really started firing off all kinds of nasty crap. And I have this, I have this theory. I'm full of theories these days. I but, love that you're full of it. Yeah, and and again, I'm. I, I want to underscore that it's not like a conspiracy theory thing. It's not like the Alex Jones universe where they're absolutely certain this stuff happens and they claim to have documentation to back it up. My theory is that Donald Trump is on some sort of medication that when he initially takes it, he's all full of piss and vinegar. Whatever that medication is, he gets it and then he's all like he hits Twitter and he's freaking out and he's doing these nasty press conferences or press press availabilities where he's screaming at people and there are firings. And then he kind of calms down a little bit uh, as the effects of whatever medication he's on starts to wear off. And then he takes it again and he goes nuts again. So we're coming up, let's say there's a two-week span of time in which this medication actually goes to work. And again, I have no idea what it is or if it even exists. But there's something (laughs) weird about the frequency, about the spacing between these outbursts that he has, where he just can't shut the fuck up. And you you just want to scream at him. Shut up. Yeah. Shut the hell up. I know. Shut up. Right. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And that's... 
we're, we're, we're coming up on another episode of that, I think. I think by this weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, we're going to see all hell break loose on Donald Trump's Twitter feed. I'm just, I don't know. I think that I think that the reason that he's not saying anything bad about Ms. Ms. Clifford or McDougal or, as we know, Vlad, yeah. is because they all have something on him and he knows it's true. Well, that, that could be true, uh, you know, but again, I think... You know, MSNBC was showing the the list of names. They put it up on the uh, on the big uh, screens behind all their hosts. All the list of the names of people that Trump has gone after over the years, including Mika mm-hmm. Brzezinski and so on. And and in a lot of ways, the, they are all people who are telling the truth too. Uh, oh, absolutely. But I think th- these people actually have something on him, and he knows that. Oh, versus true. Mika Brzezinski, you know, being mean to him is whatever, you know, and, and, and the women that are accusing him of sexual assault and other things don't necessarily have the backup proof. I believe Karen McDougal, Stormy Daniels, and obviously Vlad have something tangible and he knows it. Yeah. Well, uh, that could be, you know, it's, it's hard to tell because there, there's something about um, the legal jeopardy that he's in with Mueller over Russia that allows him to just scream about that as much as he wants uh, with Stormy Daniels. And, and the reason for that is I think he's so desperate to wiggle out of that, that he's right. trying to manipulate the public and so on and so on and so on. But w- what is it about Stormy Daniels? Because he's under almost as much legal jeopardy there as he is with with Russia, although it's you know two very different things in two different sets of circumstances. But still, we're talking about lawyers who did things improperly. We're talking about uh, large amounts of money paid off potentially to not just Stormy Daniels, to many other people, apparently, right. um, which could put uh, Donald Trump in jeopardy, especially if some of that money came from the campaign. And See, uh, that's the thing. I think the Stormy Daniels thing, the only thing he has to worry about is campaign finance violations, which are fines and up to X amount of years in prison. But he can put that off on his campaign and say, I had nothing to do with it. That's true. You know, that, that, can, be, that can be put on other people. His main thing with her is proof and i mean you saw that off those women on cnn the other day uh-huh. did you see them uh i don't care if he did do it i mean they just should have opened with we don't care that he did it oh right because right. they don't um uh but it's like he because uh, they haven't seen any proof one way or the other <laughs> um <laughs> So Stormy has proof. Karen McDougal can talk. The only thing she can't do, apparently, is talk to newspapers. I'm not sure about news organizations, but she yeah. can talk to me. I'm not a newsman. So there were Trump supporters on CNN saying that he, there's no proof. Women. There women. were women who were saying there's no proof that Donald Trump had an affair with Stormy Daniels. Well, I, they ain't seen any real proof of it. My God, what I did defensively for my personal client and my friend is what attorneys do for their high profile clients. I would have done it in 2006. I would have done it in 2011. I truly care about him and the family more than just as an employee, as an attorney. Uh, That's Michael Cohen talking about his hush money paid to Stormy Daniels for apparently no reason at all. So yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, Michael Cohen paid $130,000 out of his house. I mean, he mm-hmm. took out a home equity loan to pay a porn star to shut the fuck up after fucking Donald Trump stupidly. Right. And she admitted right. that on the 60 Minutes interview. She's like, look, I shouldn't have put myself in that position. It's like, honey, you could have walked out, but I get why you're thinking that way. Yeah. So it seems like this is not even a point of debate whether he did it or no. not anymore. I mean, there's 
The stupid idiot confessed it. God damn it. Says who? Right. He confessed to doing it. He confessed to paying her off. His name is on the phone. David Dennison is Trump. Okay. <laughs> well, there are things in the NDA that Michael Cohen can't do. Trump is the only one that can do it. It's like when I start talking about Donald Trump, I'm like a balloon that you just release, and I flip around the room. <laughs> And then I just land on the floor in a shriveled mess. And that's every time one of these stories comes up. And I'm just like, but, but reality, logic, but so stupid. Oh, fuck it. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about our, our Patreon page. Here's what's going on with Patreon right now. All right. I've got a, a, a big announcement. And I should probably take away this music and bring up this music. Okay, by by popular demand, this is going up on our Patreon page tomorrow. Tomorrow, Friday, right before. Uh, in fact, it's right right just in time. It's your little little Easter gift, right? Is Happy right. Easter! Yeah, so we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be. Everyone wants this music for their ringtone. So I'm gonna post this uh, that was created by our, our listener Ed Zyveth. And uh, I'm going to put this on our Patreon page. But in order to get this, you have to subscribe to our Patreon bonus content for at least a dollar a month. Uh, now, so basically, you sign up for a dollar a month at our Patreon page, and you get <laughs> Imperial Cloud Car March that everyone seems to love. It's our Donald Trump I love music. That. Yep. <clears throat> It's uh, it got started because we were talking about the clown car during the GOP primaries, and then we've got our first clown dictator as president of the United States, Donald Trump, who's just absolutely a clown in every sense. Ball, he's got the funny hair, he's got the funny clown makeup, he's got the funny costume, <laughs> the the misshapen suits that just hang off of his body, and the extra long comic tie. He's got, he's got like the comedy tie that you expect he's going to start undoing it and he's just going to pull it and it's going to keep going on and on and forever like the flags of many nations coming out of the top hat or whatever you call it. All right, so that's uh, I got to bring back up our talking about commercial music. So that's on our Patreon page and you want to go and you want to sign up now because we're doing a huge push for our Patreon page. What we want to do is add a Wednesday show because there just isn't enough time to talk about everything that's going on between our Tuesday show, our Thursday show, and our Friday show. we got to add a Wednesday show to fill in all the gaps, and we'll be able to bring you additional guests and all kinds of fun stuff. We want to get David Ferguson on more often. We want to get... Oh, and you did... Uh, you were like the, on the inaugural episode of David Ferguson's yes, podcast. Yes, I popped his... I popped David's cherry. <laughs> Isn't that nice of you? You're so you're so <laughs> sweet to take, take that on yourself. It sounded great. I mean, I listened to uh, I, I listened to at least the first ten minutes of it. It was excellent, and then I, and then I got distracted by all the stupidity happening in the news, and I had to go flip around the room like a deflating balloon. You know, to, you know how that works. Uh, I do. So uh, we want to get additional guests on our Wednesday shows. We want to expand the topics that we talk about, so it's not just all Trump all the time. So if everyone listening right now signed up for just $1 a month, we'd far exceed our goal. Also, let's talk about subscribing for $15 a month. That's our top level for just $1.88 per show. So in addition to the free Tuesday and Thursday shows, you get two postmortem shows per week, plus the Friday after party every week. 
and uh, bonuses like like the Imperial Clown Car music and and my reading of the Steel Dossier. If you're that's still those in two that. things, are, just those alone are worth it. Yeah, it's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings totally. along to you, and we'll take out all the commercials from the free shows, but only if you sign up for fifteen dollars a month. Again, for fifteen dollars a month, you get two postmortem shows a week and after for after party every week, plus all kinds of bonus extras, and we take all the commercials out, and and and. The show actually bleeds seamlessly into the uh, the postmortem show, so it's all in one big. If you sign up at fifteen dollars a month and you download the no commercials version of the show, you get the free show, and then the postmortem show is tacked on to the end of it, uh, right after the credits roll. So all of that stuff for fifteen dollars a month. Just go to bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo at the top of the page. And please, goddamn it, go tell all of your friends. Do it right now. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yep, welcome back to our Thursday show. It's uh, Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show and from the Bunker Podcast. That's at from-the-bunker.com. And also, Jody, you can hear Jody Hamilton on T-Rex's brand new podcast on Patreon. It's David Ferguson's new uh, new uh, podcast. It sounds great. I can't wait to uh, get to... Uh, I think I'm going to get T-Rex on the show next Thursday. So a week from today, we're going to have David Ferguson on this show. And I think I'm going on his show. There's lots of exchanging of bodily fluids going on. There so. is. We're all so incestuous. Right. So whenever I've picked up Jody from Stephanie Miller, whatever uh, 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 broadcasting diseases I've, I've picked up from Stephanie Miller, I'm going to be passing them <laughs> along to David Ferguson, which I've, I've already done. But I'm since I'm going on his show, it says... Lord you, only knows what you'll get from him. When you're a guest on someone else's podcast, you're not only a guest on their podcast, but you're a guest on every podcast they've ever been a guest on. <laughs> <laughs> See how that works. I think there's some there's a little bit of logic in there somewhere. I'm not there, sure exactly. Somewhere in there there was logic. I'm just I'm so weekend man right now. I know it's only Thursday, but I'm just in I, I'm in that mode right now where I'm just I I it's time time to take a couple days a couple days off. I, that's just desperately what I need. Okay, so uh not only is uh Laura Ingram an asshole, but uh in the in the asshole category on today's show, we also have uh, the Mercers, who used uh, Robert Mercer. You know all the Mercers. The Mercers, a high-profile, very wealthy billionaire, uh, Republican donors and Trump supporters. They were originally uh, Ted Cruz supporters, and they became Trump supporters. Uh, they apparently used Cambridge Analytica, this data firm in the UK, to make massive donations to the Trump campaign. This I'm is not a surprised. yeah a, again a whole other prong to all of the Russia attack and the intrigue. And basically what we're talking about is widespread cheating by not mm -hmm. just the Trump campaign, but by the broader Republican Party, where there is even linkage to John Bolton. I mean, mm -hmm. John Bolton was using Mercer money to funnel to the Trump campaign illegally, uh, potentially illegally. I mean, I want to say, I want to use the word uh, allegedly here too, because I don't want to get sued by John Bolton. But John Bolton is now wrapped up in all of this where he's got something called the John Bolton pack. And uh, and Rachel did a, an amazing segment, which I think she should have led with, but because of the tennis ball machine, the fire hose of, of news that we've been experiencing. Oh, there it is. Ah! Whoa, thank you, fire hose of news. Um, because of the fire hose of news, 
uh, Jody, that uh, Rachel had to push this segment about Cambridge Analytica and John Bolton and the Mercers and this, uh, I think the Matto Show unearthed this guy who I think lives in England who claimed on his website that he advised... Um, that he advised, who was it, the Trump, maybe the Trump campaign, but he's actually from England and God, it's like this whole web of, of people and names floating around now, uh, all lead to one thing. And that one thing is Donald Trump shouldn't be president. Donald Trump cheated to become president. Donald Trump mm-hmm. conspired with Russia to become president. He conspired with the Mercers and Cambridge Analytica and further deepening this scandal is the fact that we finally now have almost unequivocal evidence that, uh, that Paul Manafort and, uh, and both Manafort Rick Gates, we know and Rick Gates. Yeah. Knowingly communicated with this guy who I believe is Constantine Kalimnik. Who is look at you with the names. Yeah. Person a in, in this, uh, document file, basically (laughs) see if you can follow along with this. Alexander Vanderzwan uh, wants to go home, but he's refusing to plead guilty, which is what the what the special counsel's office wants him to do. So, in this filing with the court, Vanderzwan made a case that he wants to get through this process as quickly as possible so he can get home. And so, Mueller filed a, a counter uh, document. To say, well, you know, look, if, if he wants to go home, he, there's one really easy way for him to get home as quickly as possible. And that's for him to plead guilty, do, mm-hmm. serve his jail time. And oh, by the way, go F yourself. Alexander Vanderzwan is basically the content <laughs> of this this Mueller letter to the same court in response to Vanderzwan's request. So uh, this leads us to. Uh, Vanderzwan also communicating, and well, in this letter that Mueller filed, it, it basically said that Vanderzwan was communicating with this person, person A, who admits mm-hmm. to being a former GRU. That's the Russian intelligence agency, former GRU operative. It's basically, well, let's see, the GRU, I guess, would be the equivalent of the NSA. So that's who Vanderzwan was communicating with. It also turns out that Rick Gates was communicating with that guy, and Paul Manafort was also communicating that, with that guy. And he's this guy's based in Kiev, uh, in Ukraine. And my hunch, and the hunch of a lot of people, and in fact, I called this. I called this when this first story first came out. That person A is Konstantin Kalimnik. He's Manafort's fixer in Ukraine. He's the go-between between Manafort and Oleg Deripaska. The uh, aluminum king of Russia. <laughs> are y'all are, are y'all taking notes on this? Because I'm <laughs> I'm confusing myself as I'm running through this, but I can I can't even imagine listening and going. So so wait a minute, Vanderswan? Who's Vanderswan? Rick Gates was a Kalimnik. What is this guy? Kalimnik. Pardon my question. I know. I'm going like uh, the, the thing that I always remember and, and the reason I'm able to recall Constantine Kalimnik is because of that article that came out. I believe it was in New York Magazine. I could be mistaken on that. But the headline was uh, the title of the piece was called Manafort's Man in Kiev. And it was all about the relationship between Manafort and Constantine Kalimnik, whose nickname is Kostya. See, I don't Naturally. know. I don't know why I remember this shit. I've become like like Rain Man of the Trump era. I can like, yeah, remember. Yeah, you're frightening me, Bob. I think you need some medication. I don't know what I did yesterday, but yet I can remember. 
Constantine <laughs> Kalimnik's nickname for fuck's sake. Uh, so, so, and it turns out we just find out through Mueller, which basically it's not a leak. They're basically making a case for why Vanderswan shouldn't get what he wants. And, and so they let this kind of, they kind of buried this as a little nugget inside the, uh, the filing that said Kalimnik person a, is a is a Russian intelligence operative, which mm-hmm. basically gives us what what is it called? Collusion. It's collusion. Collusion, ladies and gentlemen, we have collusion. And notice how Donald Trump hasn't mentioned a single goddamn thing. No, no collusion screaming tweets on on Twitter. Because he can't, he can't, at this point, he's so, he's so screwed. He is caught, <laughs> he is screwed, there is no way to wiggle out of this. I am feeling extraordinarily confident right now, maybe too confident. Don't get happy. I know, I shouldn't get happy. There's a smart guy I know that says that all the time. I know, I know. And by the way, <laughs> regarding the election, don't get happy. Don't not, get happy. There's not a blue wave if you don't vote. I'm just saying. Exactly. At some point, people have to vote for there to be a blue wave. And if you say, no, well, there's going to be a blue, blue wave, I need to stay home. Don't get happy. So anyway, some of the things I've read over the past couple of days, not only about this news with Rick Gates, Paul Manafort, and Kostya Kalimnik, uh, and Vanderpump. It's made me more and more convinced that there's no way for Donald Trump to wiggle out of this. I mean, it just seems like right. Robert Mueller is at playing. Robert Mueller yep. is going to indict Donald Trump. I'm just going out on a limb now and, and just predicting it that, that Donald Trump will, as a sitting president, will be indicted for, at the very least, obstruction of justice. But now I'm further convinced that there is a case to be made here for Donald Trump being in the loop when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to collusion. It's that simple. Yeah, collusion. We have collusion, finally. <laughs> We have touchdown. We fi- we finally arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Collusion. Okay. So now th- come on, now come on, Bob. Look, there ain't no collusion. I've been telling you that for months. So this story came out in the Washington Post yesterday at uh, it was March twenty eighth, one thirty seven a.m. And it just so happens that Donald Trump went on a rampage about Amazon. Right. Since then. And, and, of course, Amazon owns the Washington Post. So draw your own conclusions there. But here's the news. I mean, the FBI has found that a business associate of uh, former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort had ongoing ties to Russian intelligence, including during the 2016 presidential campaign when Manafort and his deputy Rick Gates were in touch with the associate, who is Konstantin Kalimnik, according to new court filings. The documents filed late Tuesday by prosecutors for special counsel Robert Mueller also allege that Gates has said he knew the associate was a former officer with the Russian military intelligence service. So not only did he have cut, did Gates have contacts? And remember, Gates stayed on. He stayed with the Trump campaign even after Manafort left in mid-August of 2016. I mean, Rick Gates was instrumental in the transition. I mean, Rick Mm -hmm. Gates was on board throughout the entire time. And I I don't know, I don't remember exactly if he stayed on Jody uh, past the inauguration or if he parted ways at the inauguration. I'm not sure how that worked, but nevertheless, so not only did he work with this guy Kalimnik, but Manafort, we know worked with Kalimnik, but he also understood 
that Kalimnik was Russian military intelligence. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that is collusion. The allegations underscore Mueller's interest in Manafort and Gates, who continue to interact with business associates in Ukraine, even as they helped uh, lead Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Manafort, age 68, has pleaded not guilty to conspiracy, money laundering, etc. Gates, 45, who was deputy campaign manager for Trump, had earlier worked with Manafort in Ukraine, pleaded guilty last month to conspiracy and lying to the FBI in cooperation deal with Mueller's probe. You know, there's a... Uh, there's a sidebar story in all of this, which is that uh, that the pig man, John Dowd, he was the pig man. A pig man. A pig man. Half pig, half man. John Dowd evidently, <laughs> evidently discussed the prospect of pardons with both Manafort right. and Gates. And Trump has obviously decided not to pardon either of those guys yet. But if anybody did it now, would it really matter? I mean, Manafort would get pardoned. Sure. Mm-hmm. Manafort hasn't cooperated yet. But pardoning Mike Flynn would be way too little too late, wouldn't it? Because Mike Flynn has already told... Everything I think that he knows. Yeah. So the damage is done. I don't know who Trump would think he was protecting by pardoning Mike Flynn. So so that's another stupid move by Trump's representation. And what we also know is that the the pig man... A pig man! A pig man! Ah, pig! Ah, man! John Dowd has left (laughs) Trump's legal team. And so, and that was another stupid move. Remember, Jody, where they, we talked about this on, uh, on Tuesday with Buzz Burbank, where uh, because Donald Trump was entertaining the idea of bringing in Joe DeGeneva, uh, right. ju- just by the idea of entertaining that possibility, John Dowd was like, bye. Bye-bye. Right out of the room and, uh, and left Trump standing there going, hello, anybody? <laughs> and that's where he is right now. And he's just, uh, <laughs> he's made this bet. He has, he has taken this shit and now he's got a, he's rubbing his own face in it. I, apparently that's what he's doing. Meanwhile, uh, this was some great news on the Russia front too. This was just fun schadenfreude news for what it's worth. Ecuador has cut off Julian Assange's communications with the outside world. So no more, My. no more internet for Julian Assange. I, I love this. This is great. And of course, uh, Glenn Greenwald was defending Assange and all this. Give him back his internet. What? Leave Julian alone, he was saying. Mm. Ecuador's government said Wednesday that it had suspended internet access for Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks founder uh, who's lived in the Ecuador's, in Ecuador's embassy in London uh, since 2012, out of concerns that he was harming its relationship with Britain and other European nations. The decision set off yeah. a furious reaction from some Assange supporters, one of them, Kim.com, an online renegade who founded a file-sharing site, urged supporters to gather outside the embassy in protest. And then the filmmaker Oliver Stone wrote on Twitter, Free Julian Assange! Restore his oh, internet please. connection. <sighs> Wither Oliver Stone, uh, who was always a little nuts, but Jesus Christ, get that man some cocaine <laughs> and get him back to directing movies like he did in the 80s and 90s. I'm just, I'm yeah, just throwing that out I agree. Out there. I'm with you. Um, so, so there's that bit of news, uh, as, oh, you know what, let's take uh, one last break. And then I want to talk about, uh, uh, this, uh, this census issue. And I think we've got, uh, Ooh, we've got a little bit of a polegasm for you. So we're going to do that right after these messages. Ouch. My ass hurts. What? I said my ass hurts. Huh? 
Aw, oh, geez, someone thought I was a chocolate bunny and took a huge bite out of my ass. And it hurts! I, I can barely hear ya! Someone took a bite out of my ears! Man, I know we look like chocolate, we smell like chocolate, but people can't eat us. We're soap! Want to fill your Easter basket with fabulous treats that aren't loaded with sugar? Check out all the Easter soap goodies from Bubble Genius, like our Here Comes Peter Chocolate Tail Soap, also available in pre-chumped My Ass Hurts gift baskets. What did she just say? Vegan and bunny-friendly bath and body from BubbleGenius.com Happy Easter! Bob Seska! The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, go shopping this weekend during your Easter weekend. Go shopping through our Amazon link at BobSeska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon logo just beneath the Bob Seska logo. And the uh, I do have a new logo on the uh, on the podcast site at BobSeska.com. Someone created a... Uh, Created a, a Photoshop thing with uh, with my name and the name of the show instead of the Fresca logo on the side of a Fresca advertisement. I like that though. It made me feel like the seventies. Yeah, it, it felt fun and interesting and 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 completely different from what I had up there for all the preceding years. And so I decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a new logo that's kind of based on that. And so that's what I did. And that's and that's up there at bobseska.com. All of your links are right below it. You can't miss them. Amazon and Patreon and the eBay link and all that fun crap. So go and do lots of shopping and we collect a a, a teeny tiny uh, percentage from everything you you buy. And it costs you nothing extra, by the way. Uh, so th- uh, thank you for doing that. Okay, so Sweaty Ronnie Jackson is the new Secretary of Veterans Affairs. <laughs> uh, hey, he has the, the most healthiest ever patient ever. Ever to have existed, ever. Yeah, I was amazed when he said that Trump can bend spoons with the power of his <laughs> excellent brain. <laughs> he said that. No, I'm, I'm joking. He didn't really say that. But he said things he that it. were, yeah, he said, said things that were kind of like that. Uh, Rachel Maddow was fucking hilarious last night. He was just like, uh, when, admit it, when you heard that uh, Donald Trump hired his, his personal physician to be uh, head of the Veterans Affairs Department, did you think it was Bornstein, that guy, the crazy? Mm, at first, yeah. The crazy Simpsons doctor who is right. <laughs> suddenly going to be the hi everybody hi everybody yeah he's going to be that it was going to be that guy that guy was going to be the new Secretary of Veterans Affairs I was concerned because for the longest time even up until yesterday morning it was going to be Pete Hegseth who was mm-hmm. and by the way Pete Hegseth first of all he's the backup Brian Kilmeade I was saying for a while that he was the backup Steve oh. Ducey so Pete Hegseth isn't even good enough to be Brian Kilmeade he's the second string Brian Kilmeade Brian Kilmeade <laughs> who is a tragically a sufferer of brain worms I don't know if you know that but Brian Kilmeade horrendous brain worm problem <laughs> so uh, but Pete Hegseth so when the brain worms are really getting crazy uh, that's when Brian uh, Kilmeade is on the show and then when when it's okay, He's not dumb enough to be on Fox and Friends, so they bring in uh, Pete Hegseth. Uh, and you know, P- Pete Hegseth was also the guy, and I just, I just remember this last night, thanks to once again Rachel Maddow, who played the clip at the top of her show yesterday. Pete Hegseth was that dude who accidentally hurled an axe 
at that marching band performer. Remember that video? Oh, of, yeah. That was Pete Hegseth. And he was going to be, up until yesterday morning, he was going to be the next Secretary of Veterans Affairs. And he hurled an axe at a target outside the Fox News studios and hit some marching band guy on the other side. And then, instead of apologizing or reacting like he threw an axe at someone, he just does that shruggy shoulder emoji gesture. You know, where he just goes, oops, and he throws his hands up in the air like, oh, well, I just hit a guy with an axe. Duh. And it was just like one of these. Uh, uh, <laughs> axe. And, uh, and that was Pete Hegseth. So this guy, Ronnie Jackson, who appeared or who actually gave Trump his uh, annual physical Right. And said all these favorable things about Trump's uh, physical condition, including that he has the greatest genetics. He is the greatest of the greatest of greats. Yeah. He's got the most excellent genetics. Very, very tremendous genetics. This I can tell and you. Alexander the Great doesn't have anything on him. <laughs> no, not nearly. I almost I thought you were going to say Alexander Vanderzwan. Like, that oh, guy, too. That guy, too. <laughs> that guy looks like his name is Alexander Vanderzwan. Is what that guy looks like. <laughs> Trump, so Trump has the best genetics, and that's gotten this guy, just by saying on television that Trump has the best genetics, this guy is now the Secretary of Veterans Affairs. Everything is falling apart there, and whoever has entered into that post uh, has had a, just a disaster on their hands, trying to fix whatever the hell's going on there. And, uh, and certainly the previous guy, who was an Obama-era holdover, uh, really couldn't handle at least in trump's mind so he's bringing in this guy ronnie jackson who's going to take over so the uh the confirmation hearing should be interesting because i think a lot yeah. of people i mean don't you think they're going to ask about trump's health like that, that's yeah what, what is his weight he's under oath i mean you know these are these are the questions yeah and so these are i'm going to be interested to hear those responses i don't care what he has to say about veterans affairs he's he can It'd be very difficult for him to do worse than everything that's happening at the VA now. Right. Uh, but uh, but I want to hear about Trump's physical condition under oath. That should be that should be a fascinating Q and A. And it should uh, be a fascinating um, uh, instance in how to lie under oath without lying. That's that's exactly right. Okay, so uh, lastly, here before we wrap up, the 2020 census is going to ask respondents if they're citizens or not. Despite concerns from the Census Bureau and literally every previous head who is still alive of the Census Bureau, like everyone who has ever run the Census Bureau, who is still alive and able to comment about this idea, has said that this is a horrible idea, that this is going to fuck up all of the statistics. Everything is going to come out screwy. I'm not going to answer it just to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I mean, know, I'll answer the rest of the census, but I'm not going to answer that question. I don't, you know what? I don't think I filled out a census form in, in 2010. Should I even be admitting that uh, publicly? Because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't remember even getting a form or being asked to fill out a form. So I don't, uh, I don't 2010 know. was the first, because I don't remember doing it in 2000 um, yeah. or prior to that as an adult. Um, uh, I remember 2010. 
Um, but I don't remember doing it in 2000, and I've been in this house since 93. Yeah, I think I filled out one, but it wasn't in 2010. I guess it was in the year 2000. I guess that was the last time I, I filled out a census form. But nevertheless, I mean, what's going to happen is, is a lot of people just aren't going to fill it out. If they have an immigrant living with them in their household, or if they know someone who happens to be here uh, illegally or in an undocumented way, they're not going to fill this out. They're going to be a lot well, of people. And the, the other thing is, is an immigrant doesn't necessarily mean you're not here legally. I have plenty of friends that are here legally with permanent resident cards or green cards or what have you or married you know legally here and married to somebody that they, but they're not a citizen yeah um uh it's but my favorite was with um sarah huckleberry yeah. when she said every census since 1965 well we don't do censuses in 1965 <laughs> we did it in 1960 and we did it in 1970 but uh, we don't do it on the five years so oh not only God. was she lying about the fact that it hasn't been included since 1950 first secondly she just all she had to do was pick a year with the zero to lie they're so stupid they are just, they're so stupid, Jody. I can't believe how stupid. We're like the stupid people. Yes, they are. They are <laughs> the stupid people. There's no doubt about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the effects could also affect redistricting of the House and state oh, legislatures yeah. over the next decade. It's been 70 years since the government has included a question about citizenship on the census. And the reason they don't do it anymore is so obvious. Because if you're not a citizen, you're not going to take, you're not going to complete the form. You're going to avoid it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because you think that fucking uh, Jeff Sessions is going to show up at your door with a bunch of his, uh, his, I don't know, his SS goons to deport you. You know, a bunch of ICE guys going to deport you back to uh, wherever. Well, I mean, Texas is going to be affected because it does matter. How many people live in your state? Resources, federal funding? Yeah. goes to you by the population whether they can vote or not um, whether they're a citizen or not there are things that are important when the population is of a certain number there's federal money that goes in let alone redistricting yeah. I mean there's all sorts of things that are just by bodies being somewhere children can't vote mm -hmm. but I they're mean, counted right there, there is uh, how many is, there, is it in the billions there are, is billions of dollars invested in the census every 10 years this is a major government undertaking I think mm -hmm. the next closest degree of government undertaking is actually to go to war that's mm -hmm. I mean that's how massive the whole census process actually is and this one question could completely throw that into chaos where, mm -hmm. where we're not getting any sort of accurate read in terms of the total number of people the, the, the idea of the census is not to count the number of citizens no it's, it's, to, it's bodies yes to count the total number of bodies living inside the united states for a variety of reasons beyond mm -hmm. just donald trump's racism and jeff sessions's racism jesus christ yeah, I'm, I'm literally not answering that question just to see what happens oh yeah by the way speaking of all of that Trump lied on Twitter. Fancy that. Just shocked. I know. Shocked, not shocked. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, he tweeted a picture of a bunch of uh, a bunch of construction photos of the wall. It says, mm -hmm. and he, t he tweeted here, great briefing this afternoon on the start of our southern border wall. And he posted. Those were old pictures, aren't they? From like 20, yes. 2009 or something? Yes, they were not of his long promised wall, but a months long project to replace existing portions of the wall. Uh, along Calexico, California. The project started in 2009. Yeah. And, and who was president in 2009? Um, Obama! It was Obama! Obama! <laughs> Obama! Was president in 2009. And, uh... Obama! Uh, oh, God. 
Donald Trump when will just this stop? All his Bob, uh, I know that doing a podcast when there's normalcy in the White House can be difficult to find news items, but can we get back to that? <laughs> I desperately would like to. I mean, I was saying, uh, uh, what, I think the last time you were on, Jody, I was talking about how Chez and I used to lead the show with Dan Bedondi clips. I mean, that's right. how that's how luxurious it was before Trump, where we could actually take the time to do silly shit at the top right. of the show instead of, oh, God, we're all going to die. Right. Even Chris Hayes said he was on his way back from Chicago last night or whenever, right before a show. He's driving, you know, to his studio. Yeah. And they're like, they had the whole show prepared. He had talked to his producers all day. He gets into the <laughs> studio, breaking news. He's like, why bother? Yeah, that's it. Why, not I, why don't I just come in at 530 every day instead of it at 9 and just prepare the show as the breaking news comes in at 5? <laughs> I feel the exact same way. I, I do too. <laughs> All right, post mortem show coming up next. You can hear Jody Hamilton at from the bunker.com and also on the Stephanie Miller show. You were usually on on Wednesdays, right? But you were on today instead, right? Yes, because no, I'm usually on on Tuesdays, but Lavoy oh, was in right. on Tuesday. Right, right, right. Okay, post mortem show coming up next. We'll see you over there after party tomorrow, and the Imperial Clown Car March goes on to our Patreon page. Bye bye. <laughs>